You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Food for my hungry soul is the title of this devotion. It says here in Jeremiah chapter 15 at verse 16, your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. The Living Bible says that verse this way. Your words are what sustain me. They are food to my hungry soul. You can see where I got the title from. They bring joy to my sorrowing heart and delight me how proud I am to bear your name, O Lord. And many times we can feel that that low feeling of the human nature or the gravity of the sin nature, as I call it, that pulls us down to just to be the mere world, to be subject to the world and its atmospheres and feelings and emotions and to become and to begin to embody the culture in which we live. And and we kind of lose that happiness, that satisfaction, that fulfillment, that zeal for joy of life and living. And then we try to find maybe in food, in entertainment, in physical gratification, in relationships and other, we're trying to find that buzz. Actually, Isaiah says, you who create your own sparks for living, sparks as in flames of joy for living, will have nothing from me in satisfaction that way. In other words, don't try to find your satisfaction for living in the mere entertainment of this life, but find it in your communion and relationship with me. And Jeremiah, of course, was a, called the weeping prophet. And he labored in a very desperate time for the people of Israel when they were on the downward spiral of their own sins to which God had to give them over because they wouldn't come to him, they wouldn't yield to him, they wouldn't surrender to him. So their own ways became their chastisement. And Nebuchadnezzar, according to what God had even said through Moses, Babylon was coming and they were going into Babylon. And Babylon is called the desert of the world. You had the desert of the wilderness when they came out of Egypt and you had Babylon, the desert of the world where God cast them into that desert. And those who had absolutely nothing left in their hearts towards him were amalgamated within that world that represented the world. And those who still had the seed of Abraham of faith in their hearts, even though it was compressed by all the worldliness, began to yearn for him, long for him. And they were separated from the ones who had nothing of him. 
and those who yearned for him, he brought out after 70 years back into the land of promise to be restored and rebuilt. And that is quite an important lesson in our lives. And you see those who truly have the seed of God in them cannot find sufficient satisfaction in the things of this world. No matter how prosperous, no matter how blessed, no matter how favored, no matter what they have in this world, it just cannot satisfy. And inwardly is the yearning for the Lord to become their satisfaction. And in other words, their soul, their living being hungers. And how the Word becomes a light in the darkness, a life in the death of this world, a hope in the despair of this world that draws you back out. And Isaiah, he says in Isaiah chapter 55, oh, what a phenomenal chapter. Say there, hey you, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come, take your choice of wine and milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food stuff that don't give you strength? Why pay for groceries that don't do you any good? Listen, and I'll tell you where to get good food to fatten your souls. Come to me with your ears wide open and listen for the life of your souls at stake. I'm ready to make the everlasting covenant with you, to give you the unfailing mercies and love that I had for King David. For he, pro <coughs> he proved my power by conquering <coughs> four nations. You also will command the nations, and they'll come running to obey you, not because of your own power or virtue, but because I, the Lord, am your glory and have glorified you. Come. Oh, you that feel hungry in your soul, that feel unsatisfied, that feel, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel I've got what I need. And, and what is it? It's the Lord. He is the satisfaction. David says, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You who prepare a table for me, in the eyes of my adversaries. In other words, you satisfy me, as he says in Psalm 63, with marrow and fatness. All my innermost being, in other words, is satisfied with your indwelling spirit, with your spirit of Christ in me, giving me knowledge about the glories that you have predestined for man through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Oh, David had such a revelation of the Messiah, of Jesus Christ, and, and prophesied about it so wonderfully. <laughs> However, my friends, every one of us go through these moments in life where we're reminded where our true satisfaction comes from. It says here in Deuteronomy chapter 8, which is, and I know I use this term often, a phenomenal chapter, chapter eight. And he says in verse two and three, you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, 
to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord, that he might make you know. You see, it takes quite an effort often for the Lord to remind you, without him I have nothing. David said in Psalm 73, who do I have on earth, Lord, but you and in heaven, I desire no one but you alone. I have nothing beside you. Without you, I have nothing, Lord. In Psalm 30, he said, oh, when I began to prosper, I thought I was invisible until you hid your face from me and it all just became worthless. It all became vanity, grasping for the wind. How I was clothed in sackcloth and ashes in humiliation for me to think I could find my full satisfaction in these earthly things that are but a shadow and the type of the joy set before us. Lord, Lord, and you clothed me with gladness. You clothed me with gladness. You became the rejoicing of my heart. You weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. You with the joy of my heart. Now to the end that my glory may praise you and not be silent. In other words, that my living being may be to the praise and the glory of your goodness and mercy following me all the days of my life. Every one of us go through these moments in life where, Lord, without you I have nothing. No, Lord, I will not be adulterous of heart and start finding my satisfaction in the momentary things. I will continuously look to you and be complete and satisfied in you. You know how, let me just look it up for a second, but you know how in Mark chapter 6, Mark chapter 6, <clears throat> verse uh, 41. Remember the people had followed Jesus. He went to a quiet place with his disciples to be by themselves, but the multitudes gathered there. And Jesus began to minister to them. For three days, he just ministered and ministered and ministered. And then he said to his disciples before he wanted to send the people back home, he said, give them something to eat. And one of them said, Lord, 200 denarii will only give enough food for just a few of them. And Jesus, already knowing what he was going to do, said, put the people in groups of 50 and 100. And there was 5,000 men, and I'm sure there were many more, uh, the women and children and so forth. And, and that was a lot of work for the disciples to, to organize all that. And then there was this boy, remember, with a few loaves and a few fishes. And Jesus blessed it and broke it and filled up the baskets that were passed out um, and everybody ate their fill. <clears throat> and uh, it says here, five loaves and two fishes. And he commanded them 
told to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks of a hundred and fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and two fishes, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples who set before, uh, to set them before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled, is what I wanted you to see. Verse 42 of Mark 6. They all ate and were filled and took up 12 baskets full of fragments of the bread and fish and so forth. And it says here, and those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. So this was an incredible miracle Jesus did there by the power of God, right? And the reason I bring this up is all these people ate this supernaturally provided bread and fish and were filled. However, the next day you read in John chapter 6. Let's go ahead and and look it up for a second. It's the last verse I've got. Chapter 6, verse 26. And Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God, the Father, has set his seal on him. These people came to Jesus because of the natural miracle, the bread and the fish, and they ate their fill, but it did not give them a spiritual birth. It didn't make them spiritually alive. It made them naturally satisfied for the moment, but the next day they were hungry again. And they said to Jesus, Well, what sign are you going to give us for us to follow you? And Jesus, they said, Moses gave us the bread every day in the wilderness. In other words, give us bread and fish like this every day. Jesus said, if you eat that bread and that fish, you will die in your sin. But if you eat the bread I will give you, you will never die, but it becomes eternal life in you for the bread that I would give you is my, my life-giving spirit. For whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. Verse 35, verse 57, as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. So this is what I want to encourage you with today. Food for my hungry soul. Yes, I'm grateful that I get to eat natural food and to drink and to nourish in that way. But I know that no matter how much of that I eat and drink, it cannot satisfy my soul. Oh, hallelujah, bless the Lord. All my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name, who forgiveth all mine iniquities and heals all my diseases, who crowns me with his love and his kindness and satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagle, Psalm 103. 
What does it mean, satisfies my mouth? I feed upon the life that He gives me through His Word and Spirit, and inwardly I'm renewed and made alive. Oh, my goodness, the Lord gives me food for my hungry soul. And friends, I don't want to live on the edge of hunger all the time. I don't want to live in that where I can be tempted to, Virginia didn't do this, so now I'm not happy. Virginia didn't do that, now I'm not happy. He, she, they, and always be hungry towards every person and be tempted to be negative, complaining, cantankerous, and unhappy and unsatisfied. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to live that way. No. I choose to feed upon the food my loving Heavenly Father gives so that I'm happy and satisfied and complete in Him and so that I can be with Virginia and be with family and be with others and be with the church with a spirit of joy, with the spirit of gratitude, with the spirit of happiness and not make everybody else feel unhappy because I am unhappy and make everybody else feel the same unsatisfaction. I know I want the opposite. I want others to feel the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so I plead with you, don't live on the edge of hunger. There's food for your hungry soul. It's in the Word. It's in the Holy Spirit. It will never fail to meet you in your moment of prayer, in your moment of meditation on the Word, in your moment of worship and singing. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your hands and just begin to worship and say, Lord, you satisfy my hungry soul with the nourishment of your love and your life and your goodness and mercy all the days of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good day.